Hello, this is Aubin Palmer and welcome to Everyday Thriving Business Success for Women. Listen to this podcast if you're ready to step into your full power as a woman running a business and stop using the models you've seen the men use. I want to help you learn how to go with the flow, use your intuition, and not hustle to create the business you want and thrive. Let's go. Hello, it is Aubin here with you again, and I am so excited to be with you again this week. I love knowing so many women in business, and there are so many different niches and industries people are in, and it is just so fun for me to watch all of you and just be there as a friend, a coach, and support. And I love this because I get to be around women that are ready to change the world, make a difference, and have something they want to share. And this is a lot of why I do interviews on my podcast, and I have another one today. I have a friend I met, Dakota. She is a coach for moms wanting to be fit and have, well, describe it how you want, Dakota. You tell me what it is exactly. Hi, Aubin. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thanks. Um, yeah, so what I what I do, yeah, I help moms um, really <laughs> with their health, like their overall health. Um, yeah. But mainly, like, I help moms with their metabolic health, um, decreasing stress, and improving, um, yeah, just their overall metabolic health, because metabolic health really goes with everything. It affects every part of the body. And so that's kind of, like, my main focus. And that helps them, like, um, lose weight, improve their gut, improve their sleep, and, like, every area of yeah, their life. like, the whole health. It's not just yeah. weight, which is sometimes yeah. the only thing people are thinking of but it's your overall health, which is so much more impactful. Yeah, it's very comprehensive. Yes, I love that. And I invited Dakota on here because, you know, I help you women in your business and helping you with your overall life because I always help that you see that you are everything behind your business. And if you are not taking care of yourself, how can you expect to run a business and not burn out keep it thriving and really express yourself and give to the people you're trying to serve if you are not taken care of. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see my stories, you know, I love to exercise. It's one of my favorite passions in life. People ask me my hobby. I say coaching exercise. Like those are my hobbies really. And I love it because it takes care of me. And it is one of my favorite forms of self-care because I have seen it help me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Like it is not just about losing weight, like what, which is kind of the logo it's been given forever. But I just seen the difference in my life when I'm doing it because like, oh, I haven't gone exercising for a while. I can feel it mentally. I can feel it emotionally and I feel it physically. Like the difference it makes in your life is so impactful and so I actually met Dakota on an Instagram marketing course we took together last year and we've just started following each other and I've been watching her content and I've just loved everything she's had to share. She is so good at sharing simply and clearly the impact of exercise and how much power you really have to have the effects you're wanting because we often succumb to thinking life creates it. I don't have time. I don't have the space. And Dakota does a really good job because she does talk specifically to women being moms thinking, I can't do this. I don't have time. And so 
Dakota, give us a little about where you come from. Like, how do you know so much about this? Because you know so much. Everything I've ever seen you say, I'm like, wow, she knows what she's talking about. So just give us some of your background. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, well, I actually have like a medical background. So I um, first like worked as a paramedic and oh, then cool. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I went to school for that and then I ended up working in the ER and so I became very aware of how chronic disease is affecting our society. And um, it was really hard for me to see that because a lot of it we couldn't fix or do anything about. It's like, oh, here's a medication or we can't do anything for you. So see you later. And it's like, man, yes, we can. Like, there's so many things that we can do because I was aware at the time of some health things. And I was just starting to like get into that health world. Um, for my own health problems. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, seeing that was like hard for me. And then at the same time, my personal stuff that was going on, I was dealing with anxiety and gut problems. And I, you know, did want to lose weight at one point. Um, and I wasn't seeing it come off. I was over exercising, doing lots of cardio. I was trying to eat healthy, um, <laughs> the way that they say that you're supposed to eat healthy. Yeah. Um, and I had a really just bad, like body image and overall mindset around like food and exercise, um, and stress too, like just stress and feeling like anxious all the time. So I had my own personal stuff and then I was like seeing what was going on. So I started working on my own personal things and really digging into nutrition and exercise and like, what is actually healthy for us? And, you know, how can I decrease stress in my life? How can I um, not let it like take over my life and my brain. So, cause I just felt so like mentally and physically drained all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was all before I became a mom. <laughs> so, yeah. so I had this going on and then I made a big shift. I was like, you know, I don't really want to work in this field anymore. I want to go back to school. Um, I got my personal training certification. I got a degree in exercise science and then, um, uh, went down the path of health coaching so that I could look at things more holistically and not just focus on exercise. I wanted to focus on nutrition and lifestyle and like healthy habits and like how it can help people create this for the long term. And so, yeah, that's when I got into health coaching and then I became a mom and things got harder, more, you know, things started yeah. kind of come back where I was like, oh man, I'm so stressed. I'm so burnt out all the time. Um, and so I had to like, rein myself back in and be like, okay, look, like I know how to do this. Like I know how to do this. <laughs> I just have to change my routine a little bit. Um, and like, think about this other child, right? Like <laughs> I'm taking care of, how can I bring him into my world so that my health is still prioritized? And so then I learned like those skills of like, you know, this and just different ways to do that. Um, so that I could still prioritize my exercise and nutrition and, you know, taking care of my mental health. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the gist. That's, that's awesome background. And I love what you're starting to talk about there of prioritizing yourself, because like I kind of said, if you run a business, you have to prioritize yourself. And especially if you're a mom and running a business. And I often hear people say, I don't have time to do take care of myself. I don't have time to exercise because I want to have a business. I want to have a family there. How would I take care of myself in there? That doesn't make sense. And I always like to tell them to turn it upside down, take care of yourself first, make the time to exercise. Like you're saying, take the time to get sleep, 
take the time to meditate and read and take the time to invest in yourself and get coaching, like whatever the things you need for yourself so that when you do the things with your family, when you do the things in your business, you have more energy, you're not stressed. It takes less time that way and you're able to accomplish everything you're wanting to and enjoy it, which is really what the essence of this podcast is, is thriving. And that's what I define as thriving is you're creating your world and able to enjoy it and sustain it regardless of what's going on around you. You're owning it and creating it. And the foundation of that a lot is that's this self-care like you're talking about. And I really love how you're saying that like, okay, I figured it out for myself and then I became a mom and I had to figure it out again. And that's, that's what happens, right? Like life happens and you wanted to be a mom. It wasn't like, oh no, this happened to me. Sometimes we think it's only bad stuff, but sometimes it's even things we want of like having a family, being a mom, how can we still take care of ourselves? So Dakota, what would you say is one of the main ways that you have figured out how to make time for yourself? to do this exercise that you love to as a mom? Yeah, I think it it really comes down to your mindset. Like it's so powerful. And I, um, and what I mean by that is like, yeah, what are your beliefs? What are your values? What are your thoughts? What are your fears? Like what's going on inside your brain that might be stopping you from doing the thing? Is it because that you believe that, if you prioritize your health, that you're a bad mom because you're not spending time with your child enough? Um, Is it um, because you believe that you have to spend hours on end exercising and you just don't have time for that (laughs) or that you have to like work out five to seven days a week? Yeah. So it's like looking at your mindset, like what are your beliefs and realizing that none of that has to be true. Like none of it does. Like you can make your reality and if you want things to be a certain way, like you have the power. And um, I think that's like, yeah, really having that expectation and figuring out like, what are your expectations? And when it came to being a mom for me, I guess I had the awareness already of like, you know, what are my priorities? What are my expectations? What are my values? And how can I make sure that I take care of my child, but at the same time, take care of myself? And so one of the main things I did was just I brought him into my world immediately. Um, so if I wanted to exercise, I brought him into the gym. He was like <laughs> three months old, laying on his belly on the mat while I'm getting a workout in. And was it perfect? No, like it yeah. took me a while and I had to stop. And there are moments where I had to breastfeed him in the middle of a set. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like, it took time. And yeah, it wasn't like, I love that though. you know, and it was like, whatever, that's just how it is. It's, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a big deal. And, but I think sometimes you think, well, if I don't like, you know, keep going with my workout, then it doesn't count. It's like, no, it does count. It, just take your time, just be with your child. And they they like that. Like they like to be involved yeah. in stuff and in your day and what you're doing. So that was like one of the first steps was looking at my mindset, what my values were, what my priorities were and how I could still spend time with my child um, and prioritize my health. Like how can I get the best of both worlds? And sometimes you don't always get that. Sometimes you can't always do that, but I think with certain things you can. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> I just brought him to the gym and now the gym is like one of his favorite things. Like he comes in there and he's like, he wants to be involved. He wants to look at the equipment. He's like having a good time. Um, 
and it's not uh, perfect for sure. Like he will have meltdowns sometimes. Sometimes I have to um, intervene and like spend some time with him. But yeah, it's just like looking at your mindset around exercise. If we're talking about that specifically and, um, but in any other area too, like nutrition, yeah. um, bring them into your space. Like, you know, bring, like if you're cooking, they can cook with you. They don't have to, you don't have to like put them to the side and then feel like you're not spending enough time with them. Cause I think with a lot of moms I talk to, they're like, I'm not spending enough time with my, with my child when I'm trying to take care of myself. So now I feel guilty. It's like, well, just bring them in. Like they can cook with you. They can watch what you're doing. Like you can make it like a fun thing. And I think that that's all that kids want really anyway. They don't need to be you don't need to be like sitting with them and playing with like endless toys and making sure there's like, you know, they, they want to come into your world. They want to feel like they're involved in the day-to-day stuff because they don't understand the difference between work and play. And so when I, when I realized this and when I researched this and read more about parenting and being a mom and like how to uh, I guess, support my child um, optimally and spend time with him and finding out that like bringing him into my world and in my schedule and in my routine is actually really beneficial for him. I was like, cool. Like, I don't have guilt. I don't have guilt at all. Right. Because, yeah. There's like nothing I'm to probably, be guilty about. Yeah, exactly. there's to be guilty. Like he enjoys this. Like, I don't have to like play with him, like one on like with toys and stuff. Yeah. Like he actually likes to just stand there and watch me cook okay, like, cool. And then I'll give him like things to do with me while I'm cooking or, you know, with working out, same thing, or even cleaning the house and doing chores. Like he can do that too. Wait, that's fun for them. Like, so yeah, it was like a lot of that. So I hope that answered it. I kind of went on a rant there. No, I love what you're talking about. And I think it's so empowerful because the mindset part is if you have young kids, older kids, no kids, Mm-hmm. It's what you're believing about working out and your time that creates the ability to do it. And I think a big part of that is finding something that you like to do. I'll give my example. I mm-hmm. like to run and weightlift and I hear all this drama about don't do cardio and I tried to step away from it and I missed it. And so I've come back to it and that's okay. And I'm not like a marathon runner. I like to do five. The longest I've done is 10K and that's fine. And finding what you like, what gives you the results you're wanting, that gives you that health of mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, that's your answer of it's working for you. And when I find that, I I wake up early for it because I want it. I need it. I love it. I'll make sacrifices for it because it's worth it to me. So Mm -hmm. how, how have you seen with clients of a way to help people find something they like like that? Like, is there a way you've seen to help people find that this is, this is my thing. Cause everyone likes different kinds of exercise and there's so many. Yeah. I mean, most of the clients that I have worked with, they either, yeah, they're not doing anything for exercise um, or they do have like a couple things that they like to do, like walking or hiking, but they're not prioritizing them. Mm. So then it's really figuring out, okay, so these are things that you like to do. So how can we make time for that? And looking at their schedule and planning for that for them. So, yeah, and figuring out 
yeah, how they're going to prioritize it. As far as figuring out like what you like to do, I think you just got to try things. Like yeah, you just have to like try it. And it might right? seem kind of scary. Like I just did a kickboxing class for the first time because I'm like, I kind of want to do like some kind of activity. And it's always nerve wracking because you're like, I don't know. I don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> when you're new, it can feel awkward for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I did that. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like this might yeah. be like my new thing um, that I want to do, you know, occasionally, um, cause it was fun and enjoyable. So yeah, it's trying things. And then I think too is, yeah, like you like running and some people might not like it. So not like forcing yourself to do something right. that you hate, um, is super, cause I don't like running. I, I really don't. Um, if I do run, like it's short, periods or I do sprints or something like that. And that feels really good, but I don't want to, I don't want to run. Like it's, that's miserable to me, <laughs> but I love walking. So yeah. walking is great. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's different. I love that you're saying that. And yeah, like, I think it's so funny because I don't consider myself a good runner. I've never been good at it, but I like it. And that's where you mm -hmm. find that sweet spot of like, when it's, I make a time in my weekly planning. I know when I set aside time to exercise, I know I'm committed to it and I look forward to it. And that's how you know you found something that you like because you're gonna make time for it. You put it in your plans. It's not like, oh, when I have time, I'll exercise. It's, it's just as important on my schedule as when I have a call with a client because I know it puts me in my best state to then go be a coach for my client, to then go be time with my kids because it helps that much. And it's that important mm -hmm. because like we've said, it, you are the foundation of your business. So if you put that time for you, you can then show up for the rest of your life. Of course, yeah. it just makes sense when we say it that way, but it's, we forget that so easily, especially as women. I think women just have that tendency to just think I have to put myself last. And when you turn it upside down and put yourself first, it almost sounds bad to say that, right? Like you can't put yourself first, but when you do, you then have enough to give everybody and you show up as your best self and can really, really give to people. So it just works so much better that way. Oh yeah, definitely. And I would say like, it's, it's definitely a struggle and like, yeah, having, having my business and, and being a mom, like I definitely have to check myself because I'm like, okay, no, I'll work out later. Cause I got this work stuff I really need to do yeah. right now. And then I'm like, you know, no, my, my health comes first. Like I need to do this first because, and then sometimes there are days where, and so this is, is where it is important to, to listen to like, what's going on in your body, like yeah. really listen intuitively. Um, cause like today, like today I, I had, um, I didn't finish like my, my content post that I wanted to do. And it was like our time to kind of do a workout. My husband was going to go work out. My child was going to be in there. I was like, okay, we're going to go work out now. And it was kind of like on his routine a little bit, a little bit off of mine. I wasn't quite ready to get into that gym. Um, and he's like, I'm going to go work out. I was like, gosh, I feel so anxious. Cause I need to like, I need to finish this. Like, it's just going to take me 20 minutes. And so I want to finish this and then I can like relax and go work out. And yeah. so it's like finding that balance too. Of like, okay, I want to finish this. So I'm not thinking about it and, and it's ruining my workout. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you got to like, kind of like manage your time that way, really look at your schedule. But when you start having like other people involved, sometimes it can get kind of wacky and you're like, okay, 
now I'm on his schedule and, but I have my own schedule. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, what I heard you just saying is going with flow, which is following yeah. your intuition and really stepping into that feminine energy, which is my favorite part yes. of what I teach of time management is you have the plans, very masculine energy. Like you block it out by mm -hmm. the clock and know what you're going to do. But in that moment you decide, okay, I feel really good about finishing this content I'm creating and I don't want to mm -hmm. just make him happy. I want to honor myself. This feels right. And so today yeah. I'm going to do that and then I'll go work out and I'm still doing both. Mm -hmm. But another day you might've said, you know what? I think I'll write this post better if I go work out first and you would yeah. do that. And that's going with the flow because it's not rigid of it'll be the same every time it is listening to yourself and using that with your time yeah. management is how you succeed in time because it's not always going to be to the dot, to the minute of what you planned, but it's listening to yourself and making it work in that moment with the circumstances and people, what's going on, but having that mindset and power of you decide what you do, what feels best to you in the moment, and then you succeed yeah. with what you're doing. Yeah. I love that example you just gave. Thank you. I really want to know more. This isn't exactly as what we're talking about is like self-care, but you know so much about stress management and metabolic rate that I really want to know more about. So can we talk a little bit about that too? Because I think it impacts the health, which does take care of yourself. So it is self-care as well. It's not as much as like obvious, like if I exercise, I feel better, but how you eat and working with your metabolic rate does the same thing. It's just not as quick, I feel, at least in my own personal experience. But tell us more, what do you like to teach about how to manage your metabolic rate? Because I feel like most people don't know this. Yeah, this is a, it's a huge topic. <laughs> so like, how, how do I answer this question? Off? Yeah, I'll try and keep Where, it brief. Where's the foundation? Where would you start? Yeah, I'll keep it brief so I don't like get too technical. Um, yeah. But yeah, so most people kind of know like the basic of a metabolism, right? You're like, oh yeah, you either have a fast or slow metabolism. And if you have fast metabolism, like you're going to lose weight faster. And if you've got a slow metabolism, then you're going to have difficulty losing weight. And that's kind of like what people see as metabolism. Um, but it's much more than that. It is much more vast than that. So your metabolic health, your metabolism is how your body utilizes energy. So it's literally what maintains life. Like if you would not yeah. be alive without your metabolism. Okay. So I love what you're saying there because it's not just weight. And I think we're no. so in our minds and like yeah. energy is everything. And what we're talking about here with self-care, like understanding this affects your energy levels. This is so much more than just if you yeah. lose weight quickly or not. So keep yeah. going, but I just want to interrupt there because I just think that's yeah, no, so that's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's your energy system. So like when yeah. you take in food, like how does your body use that? And is it using it efficiently? Um, or is it not like, isn't it, is it even like taking in the nutrients? Is it, um, because you have like poor gut health, um, yeah. or, um, is your metabolic health, uh, really bad, um, because you've got insulin resistance. And so then your blood sugar is high, you have a difficulty losing weight, you have all of these health symptoms. So it's really related to everything because your hormones are involved with that. And I'm sure people know like how much your hormones affect your health, right? It's like you can eat, you can try and like people who have thyroid problems, right? Like they have a low thyroid, really difficult for them to lose weight. Like it doesn't matter. They could eat less, move more. They're not going to, like nothing's going to happen. Right. And there it's like 
man, this sucks. So what do you keep doing? You keep exercising more and eating less? No, no, you need to fix your metabolism. You need to fix your hormones and support that so that you can get to that point where your, your body is releasing weight. And so it's, it's really such a vast topic. Um, but yeah, your metabolism is everything. It's your whole body. Every system in your body is affected by it. And so when you're having health symptoms, brain fog, um, when you're having gut problems, when you're having anxiety, um, thyroid, insulin resistance, diabetes, um, it's all related to your metabolic health. And so that's why I talk about it. And that's why it's something that I focus on. Um, because if I know that I'm supporting somebody's metabolism, somebody's metabolic health, then they're going to heal from the inside out and that's going to help them lose weight. That's going to help them feel less stressed and have more energy and have the health, the optimal health that they want. Um, so that's really like how I get somebody from point A to point B is what are the things that are going to optimize your metabolic health so that you can be super healthy? (laughs) Yeah. And and it sounds like it's very individual, which is some of the pros of working Mm -hmm. with you one-on-one because you can't just say this works for everyone, which so many health people do. And that's always bothered me because all of our bodies are different. And when people say it's just calories in and calories out, I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, what about your metabolic rate? Like there's so many factors on each person's body. So looking at that for you personally is the best way to really work on your own energy, your own health. And I love that you mentioned those symptoms of like brain fog, gut health, anxiety. Like when I learned that anxiety was related to your gut health, I was like, what? That makes no Mm -hmm. sense. But it's so cool to realize that what you eat, how your gut is meta, what's the word? Digesting everything. Is that what you would say is is what affects your anxiety? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Like there's a brain and gut connection for sure. Like, because that's where everything starts, right? If you're not taking in food and utilizing the nutrients and being able to process it, like if your digestive system is inflamed and not able to break down the food to use for energy, like think about that. Like that's going to be very yeah. problematic because your body needs food. Like it needs nutrients and needs energy. If it's not taking in energy, then a lot of stuff's going to go wrong. And so if you have gut problems, if it can't utilize the energy that you're taking in, then that's going to inflame your brain. That's going to, and then like there's leaky gut, there's just like so many things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, a huge part of, of your health is your gut too, and how you can digest and process the food. Which Mm -hmm. makes so much sense. And that's part of taking time for yourself as well. And it might be, I don't know for everyone, but for me, I'm like, okay, I can set aside an hour to exercise, but if I have to set aside an hour to figure out how I'm going to eat and make sure it's all set up for myself that day, Mm -hmm. that's a little bit harder for me. So what do you give for advice on that part? Because to me, exercise is just fun, but making sure I eat how I want to for my best energy, health, and then being able to be who I want to be isn't is quite obvious to me. So what would you say for that? Yeah, for nutrition, I think 
people are really good at overcomplicating it. Okay, that's <laughs> good. um, and it's like you hear this diet and that diet. And, and so, and you read all these things and you're like, I don't even know what to eat. Like eggs are good. Now they're bad. And this is good. And now this is bad. Oh, this is causes cancer. And oh, now this thing says it doesn't cause cancer. And it's like super confusing. Yeah. Then you have like the overwhelm of not knowing what the heck to even eat on top of how you're supposed to like where you're supposed to start and implement it into your life. And I think too, a lot of, um, health things that are considered healthy, um, are pretty complicated, like to make in the kitchen. And, um, it can get frustrating because you're like, I don't want to spend an hour chopping all these vegetables and cooking Mm -hmm. all this and frying that and doing this. It's like, Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's frustrating. Like, and I think the closer, like the more simple you are, (laughs) the closer you are to something being uh, right is what I've kind of figured out. Um, what I mean by that is like, of course, I think things are very individualized and you need to look at somebody's health. But I think if you were to take like somebody who was healthy, had no health problems, their metabolic health was on point. You took this person and you say, okay, what is healthy for this human being? That's an animal. Like we're an animal, right? Right. And what's interesting is that (laughs) we're the only animal that doesn't know what the heck to eat. Isn't that kind of weird? Like we don't know what to eat. Like we're animals, <laughs> like all animals know what they're supposed to eat. Cause they yeah, listen like to what's right for them. Yeah. They listen to their intuition and their primal yeah. instincts and they know what foods they need to live and thrive and be healthy. <laughs> like They don't wonder. Right. Um, and so anyway, that was a kind of a tangent, but yeah, if you take somebody who is like healthy, um, what would be healthy for a human being? And it's very basic when you think about it, it's going to be whole foods. It's going to be, um, you know, animal foods. We have evolved living off of animals. That's literally what our, how our brains have even evolved to be who we are today. We literally would not have the capacity to think the way that we do today without consuming animal fats and proteins. And so when you look into like anthropology and that's where I get super nerdy, so I won't get into that. (laughs) Um, We have like evolved off of this. So I go back to the basics and I show my clients, like these are like the most nutrient dense foods and I list them off and it's really simple. They're like, oh, like that's all I have to do is like, like, do you have some examples? Yeah. Like I'll say, yeah, cook some ground beef, have some avocado and some fruit or some like carb base. You could do rice, you could do potatoes, you could do, um, you can even just eat a piece of fruit and call it good. And they're like, that's it. And it's like, it took you 20 minutes to make this thing. Cause it's easy. It's simple. Yeah. you got your protein, you got your fats, you got so many nutrients in the ground beef. Um, like it's endless. Like that's like most things that you need. You got collagen and ground beef, which most people don't know. Um, because it's using so many parts of the animal and that's really good for your overall health. You got, you know, your heme iron, your B vitamins, your, your fat soluble vitamins, you got so many things and you don't even have to eat that much. You can have like four ounces and get enough of that stuff. So it's going back to the basics of what is nutrient dense and really understanding that and going back to that, like more primal instincts And then listening to your body too, with how you feel and how much of that stuff you need to take in. But when it comes to cooking, I like to think simple 
And I like to eat for health. And of course I want my food to taste good. I want to enjoy it, but it does not have to be complicated. And I think, especially even like as moms too, we go into this like, oh, I got to make like this fancy dish or something like for my family. I got to make like a casserole or like this Italian thing. And I got to do like Mexican one night, Italian this night. And I got to like do, you know, all these different like styles every night. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Just make it simple. Pick a meat, pick (laughs) pick a carb and pick some like stuff that you love to eat get a sauce and pour it on top and call it good. Like everybody's going to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's just going back to the basics and we start to kind of get overwhelmed when we look at everything. Um, So yeah, I definitely look at things more ancestrally because it's what makes logical sense and how we're even like here today. Um, But yeah, I, I Yeah. I love what you're saying. And I've, I've been the rounds. I've done so many different diets and my theory is why any of them work is because you eat more whole foods. And I think that's really what it Mm -hmm. comes down to. And even in your comment of, we don't know what to eat. I think it's because we have so many processed foods that we've created that aren't in our instinct realm. So then we're just lost of like, Oh yeah. And they have so much sugar and the things in them that just spikes our dopamine. So we crave them, but it messes with our instinct of what's actually good for us, what we want. The dopamine's Mm -hmm. there to make us think this is good for me. I want it. But when it has so much sugar in the processed content, it's a fake dopamine. It's too high. And then it throws off our instinct of knowing what we want. Oh yeah. 100%. I think like, I really wish vegetables gave me more dopamine because I want to eat more vegetables, but it doesn't give me the same dopamine as the processed food. But I've learned as I eat less and less processed food and more of the whole foods, I do feel the dopamine hit more and it's more of a good level. It's not such a high spike that I crave it. It's just satisfying and I feel good and healthy. And so like one of my favorite things is just salad with a meat. Like that's my favorite thing to make for dinner. And, and then I'll give like my kids rolls or something too. And I just feel full because the protein has the, or the meat has the protein and fat in it. And then the salad gives me the vegetable fiber nutrients. And it just feels easy, simple, but very nutrient dense for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's yeah simplifying and then figuring out what you like. And, um, and also like, depending on who you are and what you're dealing with. Like if you're dealing with gut problems, um, like I've had clients come to me with gut problems and they think they have to eat salads. And I'm like, no, you don't actually have to eat a salad. And they're like, what? Like, I don't have to eat a salad to be healthy. And I'm like, no. And that actually might be causing your problems. So maybe like, let's, yeah. So then it's like, let's cut the salads out and they cut it out. And they're like, wow. I can't believe this. My symptoms are gone. And it's oh, like fascinating. So what about yeah. the salad is causing their symptom? Um, so the thing with like leafy greens, mm-hmm. they they are they, so all plants they produce defense chemicals. And this is just like a given fact. Like they're gonna produce it because that's how they protect themselves. Um, they don't have claws, they don't have teeth. So how else are they supposed to keep like growing, right? And mm-hmm. like planting their seeds around if we're eating the seeds and we're eating the leaves and they're not able to grow. So they put defense chemicals in like they produce that in their leaves and their seeds 
so that you don't want to eat them. <laughs> and so you're going to have undesirable effects from that. So, oh, and, and if you're in tune, if you're in tune with your body and you're, let's say you are like somebody in indigenous culture, or you go way back hundred thousand years ago and you eat a leaf and you haven't had leaves, let's say, and you're like, okay, I'll try some of this and you eat it. And now you, you have diarrhea. You're like, I'm not going to eat that again. Like you knew that that's what caused your problem, right? She's like, I'm yeah. not going to eat that again. Cause I got sick from that. Nowadays, our bodies are kind of adapted to like weird foods and stuff. And yeah. we're eating different things constantly. So it's hard to know no. what is causing right. your problems, right? Until you do an elimination diet. Um, so when people have gut problems and like, we got to figure out like what's causing the inflammation, what's the problem. And we start, I start looking at the parts of the plants mm -hmm. that are higher in these defense chemicals. And it sounds really wacky, but when they do it, they're like, okay, it worked. Like, this is weird. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah, actually. That's cool. um, and it's not to say that these plants are absolutely horrible and you should never eat them. Um, they do have nutrients. They do have, you know, some antioxidants, but how much of like where the dose is the poison, right? So like how much of it are you eating? How much of it is causing inflammation? And it's very person dependent. And so yeah. um, we hear all the time that kale and spinach is healthy and we should eat more of it. And I think that's bull crap. I think that oh, wow. I think kale can be, but not for everybody. And I think that vegetables can be healthy in a certain amount, but not for everybody. And I think it's looking at like you individualize, like we were talking about yeah. um, and going with your instincts. And that's where we lack is because we are told certain things. And so it's really hard to go against that because we have these deep core beliefs that we need to eat a certain way. Cause that's what we are told over and over and over again. And everybody says to eat more and more of this. But yeah. then you're not looking at your own instincts. You're not looking at how you really feel and your intuition and your, your instincts. Like kids don't like vegetables. They don't like bitter foods. Is there a reason for that? Like, should we be forcing that? Or do they have like those primal instincts, right? Like if they're given these like whole foods and not processed foods, they might be, they're probably going to be able to know like what foods that they need because they're in that primal state. They haven't been yeah. exposed to all of the stuff right. that we are as adults. And so they know when they're done eating, right? Like you give child like whole foods, real good foods that aren't super hyper palatable, not the processed stuff. And they know when they're done. And some days they're not going to uh, eat very much and that's okay. Um, but, and that's something that we need to like, I think having a child has been so helpful for that. Cause you like look at them and like, wow, like looking at my son, I, I can learn so much from him and just his primal instincts because he's in that stage right now. He doesn't have all this outside influence. Um, and so I find it very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, going back to that, figuring out like what works for you, like get rid of all of that stuff you've been told and figure out like what actually works for you. And I think that's really hard for people. That was really hard for me. That's something that I had to do because I was vegan at one point. Uh-huh. And uh which is crazy probably for you to hear that, but like I was vegan yeah. at one point. You like, don't I sound vegan at all now. No, no, I'm not. And that was really hard for me to overcome that those beliefs that I had. Um, but then once I did and I started listening to my body, I was like, wow, I healed everything. Like I 
like I know now, like what to eat. I can listen to my instincts on what I need. And so, yeah, it's, that's really cool. (laughs) I like to hear that. And that, I, I, that's the first time I've ever heard that actually, that I don't just need to eat vegetables all day. It makes me want to start listening Mm -hmm. to my own body more. And that that's cool. I really like that a lot. When, when we were talking to you mentioned that you really like to help with stress because stress is become more and more common in our society and how does it relate to with what we're talking about with exercise and nutrition and of course self-care of you know if you just keep going in stress you can't continue so what do you like to do to help with stress Yeah. Um, I mean, stress is related to everything. It's going to affect your, your overall health, your metabolic health, your gut health. Um, and so I think that there's a connection there between you having health problems and having high stress or anxiety, but then there's also like, which, which one came first? Is it the high stress or was it something else? Um, but looking at the stress levels in somebody's life, um, and figuring out, how we can lower the stress, but then also build resilience on top of that. So these are the two, two things that I really look at with my client is how can we build resilience? So that's going to be nutrition, exercise, like all the things that we've been talking about, um, prioritizing your health, like doing those habits so that your body is stronger and capable and feels better. And you have the mental clarity to do your business and be the best mom you want to be. And, um, like be the person you want to be, right. Is like building yeah. up that resilience, but you can't only do that because there's a point where sometimes that's going to be really difficult for you to start with that when your stressors in life are really, really high. And so a lot of my clients, their stress is like way up here. They're working way too much, or they have like some other like internal stress that's going on. Um, external stressors, relationship problems, um, or they just tend to be more of like a stressed person. And so we have to address that because they don't have the mental capacity to take on any other task. So how can we create that? How can we get them more energy, more mental clarity and energy to be able to exercise a little bit and implement their nutrition? And so, yeah, it's kind of like looking at the whole picture, like what is really going on? And your internal stressors, like we've talked about, is going to be your mindset, like your beliefs, like what's going on in your head um, and how can we shift that? So it's not stressing you out because I think we are our worst enemies sometimes. Like, oh yeah, we are like, oh, I has to be this way. Like you're inflexible or you, yeah, you have these like expectations of yourself and you're causing your own stress. Like you literally could just say, nope. I'm not going to be that way and uh, we can fix the stress. So yeah, it's looking at how that's affecting you and how we can shift that. And it's not easy to just change like your beliefs immediately, but it's work. It's something that you can work. Yes. And that is like a lot of the core of what I teach in mindset work of the power of that. The circumstances, the stressors are not creating the stress. And I remember mm-hmm. when I first learned that I was like, are you kidding me? Like I've been living my whole life this way, thinking school was creating my stress. Marriage was creating my stress. My job was creating my stress and there was yeah. nothing I could do about it. And it was just stressful. And then realizing that it's what I was believing that uh-huh. was putting me into this state of stress and that 
the hours I work, what I do are just circumstances around me, but that I get to make it mean whatever I want. And Mm -hmm. that brought so much power back. And it's so fun for me now to look at all that I do and how relaxed I am and that I don't have to be stressed. And that I love what you're saying exactly about that because stress is optional. Mm -hmm. And you can say, nope, this thing looks really stressful. And then you can say, but does that serve me? Is that what I want to believe about it? Is that how I want to feel as I Mm -hmm. go into this situation? And like you said, it's not automatic and we're still human. Sometimes we will create stress. It's natural, but (laughs) recognizing, oh, I feel stressed. That's a message from my body telling me I have believed something that has put me into the state of stress. What do I want to do about it? And taking that power back and saying, is this how I want to stay? Do I want to feel stressed? Do I want to look at what I'm believing? Look at how I could shift it, modify it, make it different so that I don't have to just stay in stress all the time. And so I love what you're saying. And I know that how we eat, how we exercise can help our stress. But like, I love what you said, like sometimes we have to look at our state of being of stress first and decide, okay, I can't add one more thing, but until I know that I'm in control and that I don't have to be stressed anymore, or you can at least reduce the stress and then do these things of resilience that create a thriving state of being for you that make it even easier to not be stressed. And it's, it's just like a cycle. It just all works together so beautifully. And I've just loved everything you have shared today, Dakota. It is just so true. And I've just felt excited. I've learned things I didn't even know. And I'm excited to go work Mm -hmm. with what I eat even more and just even more empowered to say, of course, I'm going to go exercise tomorrow because this helps my business. And I've told this story before, but last year I made the goal for my business to run a 10K and it helped my business so much because I had ideas while I was running. I, I processed my stress while I was running all kinds of other emotions. And I was able to then have more energy in my day to get things done. And my business took off last fall. And it, I, you know, was it because I was exercising and decided to run a 10K? Was it other things? Yes, I think it was all of it. And it's, it's just so empowering to know that how we take care of ourselves impacts our life and our business, of course. And so it's our choice. And there's wonderful people like Dakota that are health coaches out there to help you do it. If you're really struggling with this, go follow her on Instagram right now. I love her content. Tell everybody what your handle is. Yeah, my handle is Coda, K-O-T-A dot Ashton. Um, Yeah, so you can go follow me there. And um, I do offer a free coaching session too. So if you are interested in working with me at all, like no strings attached, we can do a free coaching session and figure out if we're the right fit. Yeah, that's awesome. I love when coaches do that because I feel like it helps people really feel comfortable to step forward and work together. So that's beautiful. And she has taught so much today and explained that it is very personal and individual. So if anything she has said has felt good for you, definitely reach out to her and have that free session so that she can see if she could help you more because this will help your business. Like you're on my podcast because you want to help your business. And I'm telling you, this will help your business because taking care of yourself is how you are in the state of being to create and serve and do what you do. 
So this is not a tangent at all, even if you think it is, because this is directly correlated to how you can run a thriving business and have a thriving life, which is what we all want. So this is an important part of it. And I'm so glad that Dakota could come talk with us today. She knows so much and I just loved talking with her. Thank you again, Dakota. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, it was so good. And I will see all of you next week. Thanks for coming and listening today. Thank you so much for listening today. And if this episode has helped you at all, all I ask is that you share it with somebody or leave a review. Doing these little things can change people's lives and it makes a big impact on how many people are able to hear what I am teaching and help us all thrive as women in business. All right, I will see you next week.